the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayleigh here. Brother Rufus is sitting right beside me. Good morning, Rufus. Good morning. Good, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, Helen Yost. Uh, hey, Jeff. I'm not sure these mics are working here. I'm not hearing anybody. Uh Helen Yost is here, great author, and uh, you're a curator of a garden. I am, at the Jocelyn Garden in the heart of Raleigh. Yeah. Oh, my, wonderful. Yeah. So, um, also Amanda Wilkins from Lee County, uh, extension agent. Good morning to you. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for having me. I can hear Amanda. <laughs> is, uh, is the mic on? I don't think Mike's on. Okay. Let's see if Rufus's mic is on. That's on now, I think. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're always on, Mike. I, I'm, uh, I'm on something, standing on the house or uh, standing on a chair. Fred, I think we can, I know we can hear you. How are you this morning, sir? I'm wonderful. Fred Gaines is with us because we're at, at Bell's Carpets and Floors Industrial Drive in Raleigh, right behind Costco over there. And uh, big, big sale. It seems like we were just here Memorial Day weekend. It's amazing how fast this has gone. I can't believe it. But yeah. Another you know, beautiful fall day. Uh, lucky to be here and really looking forward to people coming out and finding uh, the flooring they've been looking for. Uh, and such an easy way to shop and buy here at, at Bell's with our wonderful staff of people here to answer your questions. And what we like to do is listen so we can identify what's going to be best for you. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and there are so many things to choose from. It's kind of it's kind of overwhelming, Fred. So do we get some help with that too? Yeah, we get a lot of help. Uh, <laughs> it's an easy way to uh, shop and buy, but. You know, you mentioned about uh, things right here in Raleigh and North Carolina. Uh, you may not have noticed, but we have a little sticker on our door and on some of our products that say made in North Carolina. So we're really enthused about this effort uh, by some of our partners of bringing manufacturing products back, you know, to North Carolina and the United States. Mm. So. Uh, when you're looking for something, uh, it doesn't hurt that it's going to be made in North USA and even uh, made in North right here in North Carolina. That's something we haven't uh, heard of in in uh, a lot of years because a lot of the textile companies uh, folded or were absorbed or merged or whatever, and uh, so we. But we have some. What's left is really good. It is. It's really <laughs> good. And I'm also in, uh, so excited about the technology that we continue to see uh, because uh, people are looking for not only quality products but beautiful products for their home yeah and with the newer technology they keep evolving way of making uh, flooring uh, not only functional and easy to take care of 
but making it beautiful and with designs, especially in floor covering, uh, people are looking for ways to bring pattern and color into their home. And some of this newer technology combines uh, the best of quality in terms of durability, cleanability, and long-term service, along with beautiful patterns and colors and things that we've never been able to achieve uh, in these type of, of floors. When folks walk in <clears throat> to the building here uh, on Industrial Drive, I think they can automatically get an idea of how technology has evolved because when you walk in, it looks like wood, but the floor is not wood. Right, exactly. That's <laughs> some of the really exciting uh, that they continue to evolve these products that uh, are ideal for any home in, in terms of durability and cleanability. Uh, you have pets and things. People oftentimes come in and asking, uh, the first thing is, we've got pets. I need something that I'm really going to be able to take care of. And whether it be a soft surface in our smart strand and our forever clean technology or in our waterproof uh, laminates and waterproof uh, uh, luxury vinyl products, uh, it's something that uh, people, uh, the, one of the nicest comments I love to hear is after we finish a job is this floor is actually prettier than what I expected. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's nice to get a surprise yeah. like that because I'm sure there's a lot of anxiety when people are redecorating and trying to to pick things out. It's a big decision because it's, it's not, a huge decision. It's not something you know. Once you made that decision, it's a, yeah, uh, you it's can't. Yours. You can't. It's not easy to get back up. <laughs> right. so, uh, so I don't think we want to go there. Yeah. So uh, what about the carpeting that you chose here? Uh, that's very stylish and uh, obviously very durable because you've been here for several years. Yeah, over four years, almost five years yeah. on the floor, and it doesn't show any sign of traffic or wear. What type of carpeting is this? Uh, in terms of, it's what we consider, it's a subtle pattern, and you can see the design, but it's not something that would jump out and dominate the home or the floor. Right. So, but And then the fiber uh, for the durability, it's the uh, Mohawk Smart Strand that uh, we endorse probably is the, the most complaint-free and easiest to maintain and care for fiber. And it's not just available in a carpet like this. It's available in a, mere, uh, a number of different styles and colors and patterns. As a matter of fact, in a little while, uh, this display right behind you, uh, it's programmed to come on at about 9 o'clock, so when it lights up, uh, but that's our color wall, which is an easy way for people to pick color, texture, uh, price point, and durability all in one simple d display. All right. Well, I'll brace myself yeah, for, for 9 o'clock in case it scares me or something <laughs> yeah. when it comes on. No, I don't think you'll notice it. <laughs> okay. Except a little bit brighter behind you. And you just, uh, you know, pe people worry about uh, getting spots out of carpeting. You don't have to worry about no, things like that anymore just make sure you you vacuum yeah vacuum and the beauty of this uh, smart strand fiber is you simply clean it with water when you get a spot or something like that just blot it up clean it with water and uh, it should just come right out yeah fred thank you so much right, we're going to talk about a lot of other things this morning okay. as we're at uh, bell's carpets and floors industrial drive in raleigh so, uh, Rufus, you've been, you've been working this weekend with the law, or you've been in the yard? Well, I, 
I love being in the yard because it's the first time in weeks I've been able to sit outside without being carried away by 16-pound mosquitoes. <laughs> and the first time, too, that I can sit without sweating and, and my eyes swell over. And I've done a lot of cigar smoking, which Linda does not appreciate because she says the smoke follows her. I said, well, you know the old adage, smoke follows beauty. Ah, oh. she, she doesn't buy that. <laughs> and, and I... Uh, uh, prune my roses one last time mm. and uh, I intend to uh, uh, go around <clears throat> chopping uh, one last thing of tall flocks I think we can get yeah. one more growth out of that yeah. I, I'm, uh, I'm sort of fanatic about flocks he, I am too. he hears me talk about it all the time and you can't beat it no, you can't. And I they, they've got these new varieties that don't get overtaken by mildew mm -hmm. and even if the old ones do just put up with them I will say that I was following you on Facebook before I was on the radio and your David, the flocks, the white flocks you brought in a couple weeks ago, it reminded me of how much I love that variety oh, it, 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 I need to get it back in my yard this is a flock alright garden flocks is is uh, I don't, is it popular? Would you consider it popular? It's my favorite, actually. And hey, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah, and, I uh, agree. Have you tried the uh, Jenna? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was trialed at, at Wave Hill, and uh, it, it, um, citizen scientists worked on it and watched it for two years, and by far it is bigger for uh, a tractor. It's, it's got a much smaller flower, but they don't know exactly, but I am a, a scientist myself, and I will tell you, it is because they can easily uh, forage on it because they don't have to travel as far and have flowers to I've never been, uh, I've ordered a couple of these so-called orange. I've never seen an orange um, paniculata. Yeah, they, they they advertise them all the time in, in favorite garden magazines, and I've ordered a couple. They never turn out orange. I don't I don't ever recall seeing an orange paniculata fox. How about you? No, I've never seen an orange one. Um, there are some things that might be confused with it, and I've certainly you know that's the danger of common names, right? Is somebody you know, thinking that something looks like something and then it's not. Um, and and Gina is great. The, the Perennial Plant Association, they've selected that for their 2024 plant of the year. And it is it is really a stunning plant. The I uh, When I was the curator at Juniper Level Botanic Garden, Tony had a huge patch of it. And by, by far, he had almost a hundred different varieties of flocks. And that was the clear winner among any pollinator. Big swallowtail butterflies, bees, all those things. So, um, yeah. Well, you know, the, the creeping fox, my mother used to call that thrift. Does anybody recall that? That's exactly right, yeah. And I like that one. Except a lot of Yeah, that was always... Uh, on a rock wall we had that people would run into when they came out there to turn around. <laughs> yeah. You know, they, they like um, they like a, a, a basic um, 
substrate, and mm -hmm. that they always do well on walls or uh, lined against the driveway and that sort of thing. Yeah. And their flower, you know, the, uh, there are some really great old varieties that I see driving around Wake County, Johnston County, um, in kind of the rural areas that, you know, I see them flower two or three times a year. You know, you get them in the dead of winter when you don't think anything else is flowering, and then you get them, you know, in the summertime sometimes putting out another puff of flowers. Um, and while the old varieties are great, there are some new varieties that have been bred that are just mops of, of flowers. So there's some really great there's some really great options in flocks. So, there, there, Mike, you, you, you see all these comrades I have? I know. <laughs> well, I'm not, uh, cat, <clears throat> I'm not castigating the, uh, the well, value well, of flocks. I, had this little thing about, I, I, th I about think you do. I, uh, you bring it up quite often. I think, I, I think you dream about it. We're the flocks club. Do you dream about it? I do. But with David, you can dream about David very easily. No, 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 uh, flocks. Well, that's, well, that's the, what he was talking about. Oh, okay. You know, I, just, you know what <laughs> I didn't know if he was dreaming about David. But <laughs> day of the Bible. Yeah, that would be David who slew the giant. But I'm talking about the variety, David. Yeah. Which is, is that your favorite? And the one thing is flocks will fall over, though. That's it. And just prop it up. Is there anything to prop it up like with uh, peonies? Uh, well. Well, it gets taller, doesn't it? it I've got some that, that almost goes four feet. Yeah. Wow. Well, and, and the sun requirements are such that if you give it what it needs, it won't flop as much. Mm -hmm. But it's still worth it if it flops. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener on WPTF. Mike Rayley here. We're at Bell's Carpets and Floors, Industrial Drive in Raleigh with uh, Weekend Gardener. And uh, Amanda, what, what about Lee County? What's going on down there? Master Gardeners, uh, are you... Are they in training right now? Or? They are, yeah. yeah. I thought they were. Um, yeah. yeah, this is my uh, first first class of Master Gardeners. We had our last kind of official class yesterday. Oh. It was a propagation class, and um, it, was a, it was a great day, I have to say. It was probably the most fun to put together, and we talked about seeds and flowers and vegetative propagation, um, and we actually ended up going to um, Dutch Buffalo Farm, which is a small native plant nursery he's oh. only open um, in September and October for retail sales but um, I appreciate what he does out there because as somebody who is also representing a um, a county that's still very strong in tobacco there's a lot of interest from NC State um, and NCA&T to try and help transition folks away and kind of re um, uh, reuse some of the technologies from from tobacco production and feral over at Dutch Buffalo farm utilizes tobacco propagation techniques to grow native plants oh, in wow. float trays and it's just a really cool production method um, and so I, I love showing the, the the master gardeners 
and um, and they're really inspired, you know, to maybe take that on as like maybe a source for plant sale, um, which we're really interested in having in Lee County next year. Um, uh, the city of Sanford is a B City USA. Yep. So are we? Yay! Yes. <laughs> um, and so there, we we really want to start increasing pollinator gardens um, across Lee County and. You know, what better than to plant your native plant gardens and your pollinator gardens with locally collected seeds. I agree. Now, where is this place? Um, it's out. It's just outside of Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, uh, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind of place, right? Yeah. And that's been there for, for a while. Not he's, he's been open, I think, for like three years. Yeah three years I think and he's he's transitioned he's changed a couple of times um, and he sells um, to other local uh, places there's other like retail nurseries that buy stock from him um, but uh, a lot of he's, he's been very generous with um, plants in the pollinator garden the pollinator haven garden at, at Lee County Cooperative Extension Center and so we're able to highlight some of the things that he's grown from seed and I know that he'll be part, one of the four nurseries that's at Debbie Roos's pollinator uh, plant sale next next Friday. Um, I think it's open from four to six to the public. Where um, is that gonna be? That's gonna be at the Chatham um, Agricultural Center in mm -hmm. Pittsburgh. Yeah, I've seen that, it's very impressive. Yeah, that's the first time she's ever done that. And I know that the nurseries are really excited because it's really the first time that's ever been done. And the native plant nurseries that she has coming out, um, this is one of the things I impressed upon the, the master gardeners yesterday, is you know whenever you're choosing plants for your garden, we're very fortunate in modern day to have so much selection. But one of the things that ha happens sometimes, and this is not a criticism of the horticulture industry, because I have lots of friends who are plant breeders and work in the industry, but we do tend to copy the same genetics over and over. And when we try to mass produce a uniform plant, you get you lose that genetic diversity. Whereas a lot of our native plant nurseries tend to grow things from seed, and so you're always increasing that genetic diversity in your in your garden, which um, can actually make your garden a little more resilient. Um, That's a good point. Because um, sometimes uh, the weather either says, you know, this year this plant's going to do really good, and then the next year the weather turns and it's not going to do so good. Um, and nothing ever looks good in the as good as it does in the magazine sometimes. Oh, I can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> We're at Bell's Carpets and Floors Industrial Drive in Raleigh with a WPTF Weekend Gardener. More coming up here on WPTF. It's 825. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. All right, we're back on WPTF at uh, Bell's Carpets and Floors Industrial Drive in Raleigh with a WPTF Weekend Gardener. And uh, Amanda Wilkins is with us. We've got um, Helen Yost. Amanda is uh, from Lee County. Helen is all over the place. Uh, <laughs> tell us about the garden that you are uh, dealing with right now I'm um, working as the curator for the Jocelyn Garden and it is on Westlake Road it was a gift to the city of Raleigh from Mr. and Mrs. John Jocelyn Bill and Mary Jocelyn uh, and it 
it's been two years now that we've officially been with the city of Raleigh, and I'm only there part-time and working with some wonderful volunteers. But it had set fallow, fallow for many, many years, and so it was a big undertaking. But I really, really like doing editing of gardens. That's my kind of thing, kind of recreating what was once there. And so it's been my dream part-time job. Uh, I, I want to say it's a wonderful garden. I used to go there when they were alive. Mr. Johnson was a very fine attorney yeah. in Raleigh, and his very gentle, uh, precise wife, she she was uh, very good at words, and they would let me go through the garden and, and get cuttings here and there. And, and Mr. Johnson had a sister named Nell, who was a very beautiful, everybody in Raleigh knew Nell, because she was the hostess at the upstairs restaurant, an old line restaurant that that served uh, uh, that Jewish soup. What is the name of it? Uh, yes, that was that was one of the specialties there. And uh, great family. Uh, Helen has a a great job there, and they've got somebody that can really do it. I remember one time I was reminiscing with Helen a moment ago about. Years ago, somebody talked me into being the chair of the J.C. Ralston annual get-together, and Helen was in charge of it, and I, I think you're the one that put me in it. And we had a wonderful time, and you gave me a gift of a cement container with a beautiful, uh, uh, I thought it was a lace-leafed uh, maple, wasn't it? Uh, you memory's better than mine but I think it was a hypertufa no it was a it was a, it was a maple and I and I have well it, it was it was both and I have kept the maple in there over the years and, and trying to bonsai it and it doesn't work that way no. when you don't know about bonsai don't try to do it <laughs> <laughs> you do have to cut the roots as much as you cut the top when you want a bonsai yeah, well, I, I was a top cutter and that just made the roots grow bigger it did. I'm sure it did. Um, is it still? Is it still alive, Rufus? Is it what? Is it still alive? Oh yes, very much so. I'm. Yeah. I'm going to transplant it out of that cement box into the, the wild this time. It's been in there long enough. It's. It's been confined. Well, you've got some weather coming up in October that will be perfect for that. Oh yes. Uh, well. So bon bonsai, uh, I didn't know you were into bonsai, too. I, I'm not. Uh, I love it, and I, I think it's a wonderful art. It and is. They've got a great bonsai at the, at the Asheville, at the North Carolina Botanical Gardens in Asheville. It's, it's a beautiful. great bonsai yeah. exhibit. Just beautiful. And also at the State Fair, the bonsai exhibit in the demonstration garden, they always give a little talk on how to create a bonsai using an example. Yeah, they make it look too easy, though. <laughs> oh, far too easy. Yeah. And my wife, she says, I don't know why you want to do that. It's like when they used to bind the feet of those little children in China to keep their feet small. I said, well, I, I, I haven't had any complaints from any of the, the plants I've tried it on. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't have to um, top prune at the same time when they do their feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's, oh, that's true. Oh, my. That's the great thing about plants. They don't complain. They Ouch. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never, I've never taken up, taken up bonsai. 
as an as an interest. Maybe I maybe I shall one of these days. I think it's one of those I'm things fascinated by it, you though. grow into because uh-huh. you're not quite as mobile. But while I'm mobile, I'm going to be on yeah. the ground. Uh, there, there is a bonsai society, and and it's very active here. Well, that's in, and those are the ones that display at the state fair. Yeah, they do a great job because my be better naturally demonstration garden is always right next door to them. Yeah, it's uh yeah, and the demonstration gardens um, are are un- Dan Danforth is uh, the curator out there, and uh, boy does he work hard. And there's some really tremendous gardens uh that are being cultivated for the state fair which will be here in in a little less i mean a little more than a month i have one i have a demonstration garden but i also have a competition garden oh wow but i already know that i'm next to somebody that i will get second maybe third because i will not get first this year (laughs) (laughs) no let's have faith no 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 that's okay he does a good job every year Oh my goodness! Well, that's that's, uh, that's cool, a though. that yeah, looks like cool. a lot of work. It is a lot of work trying to keep things alive during this past summer. So I've got some work to do um, to get it ready for for October. Yeah, well, you don't have long. I don't know. You've got, I don't. You got a lot of stuff. You may not be able to go to the beach, Helen. No, <laughs> shut your mouth. That is not happening. Okay. That, that's a, a decompression place, right? Yes, yeah. I write there, and without I, the hurricanes. And I'm course. I'm working on another book um, proposal, oh. but they've asked for it. So, um, my my current book is going to be uh, published May tw- um, May 24, and then I'm hoping the next one will come out in 25. We'll see. It's hard. This proposal is harder than I thought it was going to be because if you're trying to make a national book. And you're talking about plants. You've got to really reach out to all your friends all over the nation to make that happen. And fortunately, because of being involved with the Garden, Communi- Garden Communication Org, I, uh, I have cultivated some wonderful, wonderful na- national friends. And hopefully they'll help me out. Yeah. Well, Helen, now don't keep us in suspense. Tell us a little bit about the new book. Okay. Well, the new book is actually an old book. And a publisher picked it up. It was my original Gardening with Confidence, but it's all new and improved. And it is talking about how to plan and design your first home garden. Oh, oh my. It never ceases to amaze me how, oh, how there are much a lot of people, people like that. People love gardening nowadays, and they will buy books. They will buy books. You can write all the books in the world about everything in the world. And the thing that will sell and people collect are gardening books. Oh yes. Uh, we just, Mike and I just had a our friend J.C. Knowles shared some of his gardening books uh, with Mike and me the other day, and I just love getting them. Well, Rufus was selling them out of the back of his car. I, it yeah. was the darndest thing. I, I said, Rufus, you don't need to do that. Well, well, I, well I, as a segue for the Jocelyn Garden, we're getting a little lending library. Mark Boone is making it for us with the gardeners of Wake, Wake County. And uh, we're going to be putting only garden books in there. Well, oh, I I took the book on from uh, Prince Charles. It was a big uh, coffee table book about uh, some of his gardening experiences. And he has really done a fen- phenomenal job. I'd like to see that book myself. I have yeah. it in the car. Oh, I'll go yeah. get it. I'll go get it when I, first chance I get is uh, Andy Griffith. 
used to say. And, hey, and Helen, you're going to obviously tell people it's a national book to contact their local cooperative extension office, right? Very good. And and what did an extension agent say? Do a soil test. Oh, my gosh. Yes, please. Boy, how many times have I heard, starting with John Harris, get a soil test, you know, going, going, uh, going back. It really, I mean, it, I can't overstate. You know, it's just like, it's like, just like with humans, you, you can't start healthy you know if you're if you are not healthy you're not going to be healthy exactly um, you know you're going to get sick if you're not healthy it's the same thing with soil sorry and i, I was also working with a client that I, I just did a recent design for and she's doing a patch of blueberries and so you know i had to emphasize to mark that soil for blueberries so that they can adequately tell you how to lower that ph yes yeah, those those planting codes are super critical, and they put them on there so they can make it easy for people. Yes. The whole point, your, your tax dollars at work, man, you know, yeah. they're trying to make it as easy as possible for you. Yeah, so, but people don't really realize that, I mean, we're acidic anyway, but mm -hmm. blueberries just like to be a little bit more acidic. So. They do, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't take much. It really doesn't take much, but it does take something. Right. Yeah. And we do find uh, what I what I have found, especially people who are living in in you know quote unquote new builds from like the early the late 90s, early 2000s. What ha what has happened is though they may have started with an acidic soil as the house has aged, the those the what has been the house has been built with has kind of leached into the soil, especially yes. nearby, yes. and it has raised the pH of the soil and people who have been growing azaleas or gardenias or things like that they actually they're sitting sometimes at like a 7 7.5 which for gardenias and azaleas is a no-no right they will get every single foliar disease and insect known to man even though they are the some of the toughest plants in the southern landscape when you raise that ph of that soil mm. they just they do not like it you know it's funny amanda i had the opposite problem when i lived in oakwood we had a 1905 house and the lead paint was leaching out. And I think I had a pH of three. I couldn't grow anything. I didn't think about blueberries at the time, but nothing grew underneath there. It was really amazing. So, yes, a pH, I mean, uh, yeah, soil test to determine your pH is also very, very important. 919-860-9783. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener on WPTF. Rose Rhodes is with us from Princeton, North Carolina. She's written a book, too, and um, she's uh, one of our our uh, faithful listeners. Rose, good morning to you. Good morning. How are you? Now, girls, uh, um, Rose is a uh, loves not propaganda, but propagation. She, uh, <laughs> she's written a book about propagation. <laughs> That's a unique skill, Rose. I'll take my hat off. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed, I, I'm in the process of writing another book. It'll be about a year before I have that finished. So right, is, this a, is this an autobiography or a book about Princeton or, or what's the book about? It'll have to be about me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well you've had about plants, of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. What what's this one going to be on? Can you can you tell us or? Pardon? Can you tell us what the book is about? Well, it'll be about uh, propagation um, all year round. You know, okay. things to do in propagation all year. Yeah. Okay. Like well, focused on north, like focused on the south primarily. I couldn't Fo hear. Fro uh, on uh, focus on the south. 
Pardon? Fo- uh, focused on the South? Oh, yeah. I don't know anything about other regions. <laughs> Very good. We've been in we've been in desperate need of somebody to do something southern's focused for propagation. Well, that, well, maybe this will work. Well, maybe it will. That that uh, that would be fantastic uh, for for folks who don't or are not familiar with your your current book uh, that's uh, sold on Amazon, etc. Uh, tell us about that. Well, it's. Well, I always left to propagate, and my grandmother taught me that at an early age. And I just started uh, after I've always been, we we farmed, and after I we retired, I decided I'd do something somebody liked besides tobacco. <laughs> so I started propagating plants, and I made a little place down in the woods, and put my little root, my cuttings in. And those roots from those trees went right up into my containers and killed all my plants. <laughs> but, so that was how I started out with a failure. So then I learned you've got to have something on the bottom of your container so that nothing can come up from the bottom. <laughs> oh, right. Well, so I'm that, looking at I'm looking at your book right now on oh, okay. Mike's. Yeah, it's it, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it it is, and it's. It's uh, simple to use, and uh, you know, you know, I, we uh, have two two really good authors here who uh, express themselves uh, well, and and uh, that's a good thing for an author to be able to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and Rufus, uh, Rufus uh, is the best storyteller I know, except for my co- except for my cousin Bill. Rose, don't, don't, go to the, don't go to the extreme I went to in writing the book. But that's Rufus. I talk too much about Rufus. You, and I know you wouldn't do that. You're you're uh, not a prideful person, but I do love to tell stories. And, and book writing is, uh, I, I try to tell people, it's just like in your personality. Don't try to be something you're not. It won't come across right. That's mm-hmm. right. And, and I would have all these people tell me, well, do this, do that about the book. I said, well, let me just tell stories like I would, would when I was growing up here in my father tell, and the people, the, the thing that they like best about my book, Mike, when I talk to people, not all the Watergate stuff, not all the all the Attorney General, Secretary of State, they love the stories about growing up in the mountains. And those are just stories. And so, uh, Rose, you tell a good story, too, because you keep it personal. I like that. Something well, Rose? else I wanted to say was something. I, I didn't realize that hydrangea seed would would uh, germ that they had seed and that they would germinate. Oh. And down yes. in my woodland garden, they have started coming up down there. I have a border in front of the before you enter the wood the woods of of those hydrangeas, and now they're uh, producing plants down, down in the moist places. Very. So I cool. thought that was interesting. All plants flower, and remember, flowers mean seeds. Pardon? <laughs> I said all fl- plants flower, and when they flower, the whole purpose is to make seeds. Some folks, it's, it's you have to have flowers to make seeds. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't hear you. But anyway, Flower, uh, I think if you'll say... I can hear you, but... Uh, if, you, if you take some of those uh, flowers that are blooming now that are getting old and just put them in a pot with, you know, with some soil, I think they would germinate in there. Yeah. I'm trying yes, that anyway. 
Yeah, absolutely, Rose. Well, I, I appreciate you calling. Okay, I love y'all, and I'm glad to hear hear you every Saturday. Well, we're we're glad to be heard. Uh, <laughs> you know, so we're that means means everything's all right. Yep, we'll see <laughs> that we're you. still on the air. That's right. <laughs> I've always told you about my, my grandmother's radio. Aunt could not you couldn't move it. You know they rolled a dial. You couldn't move it from WPTF. My mother's radio was like that. I said, when I get big, my radio is going to move somewhere else. But guess what? That radio I had <laughs> wouldn't move from WPTF. <laughs> well, we're, uh, you know, next year is uh, the 100th anniversary of WPTF. Yeah. Uh, well, and my 49th. So I'm sure wow. I was yeah. on my grandmother and mother in on the first of it. I, uh, I talked with Charlie Gaddy uh, the other day. I had a nice long conversation with him and Mario Dell. Those two are among uh, a, a few people who are uh, still around who really made a big impact right. uh, at WPTF. Unfortunately, a lot of those guys who, who I started with are, are gone. Uh, I was 22, and, and most, of the, most of the people who were working there were in their uh, 30s, 40s, 50s. Uh, so um, Charlie is uh, 91, maybe, but uh, we're going to interview him and uh, Mare and uh, a few other people, like Carl Venters, who uh, started WQDR in 1972 and was the president of Durham Life Broadcasting. It was an album rock station in 1972. Before that, it was WPTF-FM, played classical music for the most part. Wow. So uh, there's a lot of history, incredible history from 1924 to, to 2024. So we're going to cover that uh, in bits and pieces next year. So those are just two of the people we're going to talk to, or three of the people we're going to talk to, uh, do a little interview with for posterity. So uh, thank you for calling, Rose. Oh, I'm, I thank you for letting me speak. Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. Bye. 919-860-9783. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener. Fred Gaines is with us, the uh, proprietor of Bell's Carpets and Floors, Industrial Drive, and Raleigh. And Fred, you've been advertising. Bells has been advertising on WPTF for a good part, you know, more more than 50 years. Yeah, we've been uh, started with Uncle Maury, <laughs> and uh, we've been doing it for over 50 years too. So, uh, and that's I think something you know that when people can make sure when they're making decisions uh, as such important things as flooring is for their home that you want to deal with a company that's been around, you know, can take care of you, look after your needs, and uh, make sure that we find the right products for your home. Yeah, absolutely. And you brought uh, yeah, this is, a sample of what? This is, uh, you know, uh, I w would want to say... Hardwood floor. Yeah, well, this is... Uh, one well, it's not wood. It, it looks like it. And it's also uh, waterproof, and it's also one of our products that is made here in North Carolina, and I'm not sure because I, I, when I talk to our uh, sales reps, uh, I'm not sure whether this is made in the Garner plant or this is made in the Thomasville, North Carolina plant, or it could be made in either one of them. But uh, one of the interesting things about this, and you can look and you can actually feel the graining in it. Yeah, oh, you and, can. How about that? And that's what makes it, give it the realistic look. But it takes over a, a thousand impressions to create this pattern. And they actually had to 
invent the machinery to, to do this. It wasn't a matter of just you know, taking something off the, the shelf and saying, this is waterproof. So this was engineered not only to be durable, easy to take care of, but 100% waterproof. And th this happens to be a Pergo style, but we have this technology in both Mohawk and uh, Karistan in their essentials programs. So uh, when you're looking for a floor, and like I said, uh, just about every other person that walks in the, the door today says we're looking for waterproof. And of course, uh, actually with the technology and everything we can make, we could literally create a swimming pool in your house. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's sealed pretty tight. Yeah. Good gracious. So, so I, is that uh, is that what you have on the floor here? It's very similar. That yeah. what we have on the floor is a luxury vinyl, uh, as opposed to wow. this being a, uh, a people would classify as laminate. A lot of people are familiar with laminate flooring because it's been around. Uh, for, you know, matter of fact, the old Pergo plant, they made uh, the uh, lamp, some of the first laminates that were made in the United States uh, in the early 70s. And, but don't be fooled by the name laminate because laminate today is, is not just the plastic sheet. That no, it's definitely not. <laughs> yeah. So. Are, are people, and that's a, a fairly lighter representation mm -hmm. of, of wood, are people going for the lighter floors? Yes, people now? are definitely, uh, you know, most of the floors that people are replacing are the old floors that were done in the 60s and 70s. And so a lot the, more oak. Yeah, a lot more oak. They're darker. Yeah. Uh, so people are now looking for ways to, you know, lighten up in their home and still know it's going to be something easy to take care of. They don't have to worry about uh, their pets or children, things like that. Uh, one of the um, advantages to laminate is it's uh, virtually scratch-proof, so you don't have to worry about traffic areas, uh, things like that. Yeah. The, the four you have in here, I keep talking about because it it's amazing. Is that supposed to be like the old pine, like an old pine floor uh, uh, that you have, or or does it represent something else? Uh, it it represents uh, what they're going for more there is the shade or color and the fact it does have more of what we call characters. Yeah. Just like in a real wood floor, you would have uh, mineral streaks, you'd have uh, knots and places like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what they've done there is to give you that image. And, of course, that's what keeps it from looking like an artificial floor. And like people, We've had people walk in and say, we want to look at your uh, wood floor. Uh, and, you know, say, well, I'm sorry, this isn't wood. <laughs> <laughs> Fold you again. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, how does it compare in durability to wood? Well, wood is still a natural, it's, you know, it's softer. But for today's active home, the problem that we keep running into with wood, and also the climate here in North Carolina, wood expands and contracts. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to have movement in that floor. And then also, uh, it's, I, if you have pets especially, uh, we really don't recommend wood floor. It's very subject to scratching. And mm -hmm. even though they can put a durable uh, finish on, a long-lasting, easy care finish, but with pets in time, they are going to create scratches. So you have to be aware of that, uh, especially if you have 
larger dogs or more active pets, things like that. Oh my goodness, you, yes. You're going to have uh, you're going to have problems with scratching. So, uh, as beautiful as wood is, and we love wood, and we still sell a lot of wood, uh, it may not be the right floor for a lot of families. Uh, you have uh, quite a sale going on for Labor Day. Oh, should we mention that? <laughs> I think I would. <laughs> what we've always done over the years with our major sales uh, is it's store-wide. It's everything. It's a minimum of 25%, uh, in some cases up to 50% discounts. Uh, and we feel like when people are shopping, we're not limiting them to just a few products or a few different uh, things that we're trying to focus on, we simply make it store-wide. And with uh, the, the opportunity to find the floor uh, that fits, you know, where you're trying for your house, you don't have to worry about, am I getting the best deal? Because these are the best prices that we get from our manufacturing partners in order to pass on the best prices we can to you. Uh, thank you very much, Fred. We'll uh, we'll talk more in the next hour. Okay, we'll talk to you later. All about uh, the uh, Fred and this uh, his wonderful place of business has been here for so many years. Bell's Carpets and Floors, Industrial Drive in Raleigh, we're right behind Costco, and uh, we're with uh, so glad to have Helen Yost uh, with us and and Amanda Wilkins. Uh, Amanda, appreciate you coming all the way up here from from Sanford. Uh, we have a lot of Sanford listeners. Uh, I love Sanford, uh, Lee County area, all of that area down near the Sand Hills. Um, we have good listenership down there, and uh, so we'll talk uh, more about uh, gardening and about uh, Fred's place coming up here on the WPTF Weekend Gardener nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. 919-860-WPTF. You're listening to The Weekend Gardener. We'll be back.